100,000 bells for a horse head? Games are good for kids. They allow children to have fun while learning valuable life lessons. Growing up, Candyland taught me about tooth decay, Checkers taught me about the importance of royalty, and Battleship taught me how to effectively wage war at sea. It also taught me how to cheat by looking at the lifeguard's sunglasses to see where her ships were on her board. Why I spent my summers playing Battleship with an on-duty lifeguard is another story for another time. Point is, last Christmas I bought my then 11-year-old cousin a video game called Animal Crossing City Folk. It's a slightly odd game, from Japan obviously, where you move into a town inhabited by animals. You have a house and neighbors and walk around town talking to people. I, I mean animals. Your character's a human, by the way. It's an open-ended sort of affair. There's no real ending, no princess to save, no villain to defeat, no sticky ball to roll around town, glomming onto more and more objects until it creates a new planet in the solar system. That one's also from Japan. Basically, take The Sims, remove any sexual themes while simultaneously making everyone a furry, again, minus the sexual undertones, I know, not possible, and you've got Animal Crossing. Now, at first blush, you'd think The Sims minus sex would be fine for an 11-year-old girl. But think about it, what's the main message of The Sims? Okay, besides, don't lock your sim in a room with no doors and no food. And besides, don't light your sim on fire and put the shower in view but out of reach. What's wrong with you people? No, the main message of The Sims is money equals happiness. And that's essentially the message of Animal Crossing as well. In Animal Crossing, when you move into town, you're given a little shack to live in by this fellow named Tom Nook. Tom Nook is a raccoon who essentially runs the town. He owns the only store, he sets mortgage rates, he buys and sells all goods, he has the only available job opening. He is God, or at the very least, Don Corleone. In the ultimate kick in the nuts, Tom Nook also has a customer loyalty program where every purchase at his store earns you Nook points. Which begs the question, if you're the only store in town, what the fuck is the point of a customer loyalty program? Now, I'll grant you it is nice of Nook to take a chance on an unknown, giving him or her a job and a house, but he has nothing to lose, really. He's essentially made you his indentured servant, nailed you with a 20,000 bell mortgage, and stuck you in a shack with no bathroom and a cockroach problem. In the game's defense, I suppose there's something to be said about teaching children the importance of hard work, and I guess it's never too early to teach them about mortgages and interest rates and the importance of buying your turnips low and selling them for a profit every Sunday. Hmm. And you don't have to work for Nook. You could just blow him off and run around town talking to people and shaking trees hoping bells will fall out. Bells are the currency in Animal Crossing, by the by. Suffice it to say, it's really hard for the in-game bank robbers to make inconspicuous getaways. On the other hand, there's also something to be said about placing such an emphasis on equating material wealth with happiness. After you pay off your half-dozen compulsory mortgages to Nook, as soon as you pay off one mortgage, Tom Nook forces you to buy a bigger house until you've upgraded your dilapidated shack into a multi-story mansion. You start being graded by the Happy Room Academy, who judges you based on how much stuff you own and how nice your house is. Perhaps this is a real thing in Japan I just don't know about, but I kind of doubt it. The Sims minus sex doesn't seem so innocuous now, does it? The game may be rated E for everyone, but E for indoctrinating your children into the world of consumerism would be more appropriate. 
you know, if indoctrinating actually started with an E. How do I know so much about Animal Crossing? Well, dear listener, I have a confession to make. I am a former Animal Crossing addict. Da-da-dum! Somehow I managed to break the habit. I decided I had spent enough time collecting bells from trees and rocks, talking to the residents of the town about their inane problems, buying and selling turnips, slaving for nook, defacing the town flag, shooting UFOs with a slingshot, and collecting virtual Nintendo memorabilia. I have enough of that in real life. Fortunately, kids are easily distracted, so I wouldn't be surprised if my little cousin has already kicked the crossing habit as well. She's probably already given up on silly bands, too, or whatever the kids are into these days. Hell, she's probably switched three fads since I started speaking this sentence. But that doesn't mean the life lessons Animal Crossing teaches haven't already been learned. What if my Christmas gift just further cemented the little consumer that was growing inside her? I didn't even consider this until I had already given her the gift, which I bought on sale. What a great deal! Oh no, it's gotten to me too! What if I inadvertently turned her into a little capitalismista? No, really, I'm asking. I don't have answers. I've been grappling with this for the past seven months. My answer for her birthday last week was to set her up with Netflix on her Wii. Totally harmless. Now she can watch every season of Hannah Montana and do what normal, healthy girls her age do. Dream about leading a double life, one as a normal kid and one as a pop-singing sensation, where Billy Ray Cyrus is your dad. Totally normal. Shit. Okay, I need to start thinking about Christmas. I'm thinking probably just a book will do this time around. Maybe some socks.